Grim Goons, and welcome to Zero to Zero, the only podcast simultaneously about Blade Trinity and Fant Forstick. Um, I am your terrified interdimensional chimpanzee, Gigalithic. I'm your smooth 29-year-old Sam. And I'm everyone's favorite Fant Foreskin, Val Flight Cub. Oh. And I am Sam, and I am from America. I am from America. <laughs> I am... I'm from Kosovo. I'm from either New York or Latveria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not both. Not both. Hello. Uh, we Hi. watched the first third-ish of Fantastic today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you From 2015, written by Josh Trank, Jeremy Slater, and Simon Kinberg, and directed by Josh Trank? Fantastic Four from 2015, to be specific. But it's written like Fantforstic. It's Fantforstic. Um, how did y'all feel about Fantforstic? Boo! This guy sucks! That's yeah. me about the movie. That's me about the movie and everyone in it. I'm bored! I'm not gonna say I liked it, because I didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, I was surprised at how much I didn't hate some of the things that I thought I would hate. Yeah, I mean, I don't... And this is a weird one. I don't really hate the movie, I just hate all the characters in it. Yes, and (laughs) I feel like I have... My two biggest problems with the movie so far are that they they made changes to the Fantastic Four conceptually that I thought I would be against, but I'm not really against them in practice, I'm against them in execution. It's very they funny made that changes they, that they didn't make make sense. It's very funny that they chose to like keep the part where Sue makes the costumes. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the the other the other thing that really really got me about the movie is just on a production side, it's such a train wreck. Yeah. That literally, depending on when the scene was filmed, Doctor Doom may or may not have an accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's unbelievable to me. Yeah. I mean, I can't... we've already seen some of the wig uh, come out. Wig watch was really yeah. yeah throwing off my sense of balance. I only I only noticed one scene. The little crystals in my inner ear. Were I only all noticed up one, one scene that was definitely a reshoot. I believe it was also flagged by the fact that they say out loud Victor Von Doom. Mm-hmm. If they call him Von Doom, you know that that's a reshoot. Really? Yeah. What was he called before? Oh, God. Uh, here, let me pull it up. We talked about this on a previous episode, but let's see. Like, does she call him Dr. Doom? In a oh, here we go. Uh, in the original version, his name was Victor Domashev. Okay. But test audiences were like, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call him Von Doom. So they did change it back to Victor Von Doom uh, in reshoots. So if you ever, if there's ever a scene where they say Victor Von Doom, you know that that's a reshoot. 
Although in this instance, the wig already revealed that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alrighty. So let's get into the summary. Yeah. We see the childhoods of the future Fantastic Four. Reed is a little nerd who's building a quantum teleportation device. Ben is from a working class family that owns Junkyard. Uh, they become fast friends when Ben finds Reed trying to steal a catalytic converter from the junkyard for his teleportation machine made out of N64s. His stepdad is Tim Heidecker. Um, seven years later, um, they're at a science fair. Uh, the, the weird dogmatic science teacher, science teacher is still weird and unsupportive. Um, Sue and her dad, Dr. Storm, from the Baxter Foundation, however, are very impressed. Um, Dr. Storm explains that they've done the same thing with their own machine, but they haven't been able to teleport his stuff back, which Reed can. Uh, Reed gets offered a full-ride scholarship to the Baxter Institute, where he does a bunch of nerd shit and doesn't know who Portishead are. Um, Sue is a bigger mm-hmm. and Sue is a bigger and more pretentious nerd than even Reed. <laughs> um... Dr. Storm wants to exploit energy resources from alternate dimension to solve our own dimension's crises, which... It's very STEM. It's it's very... It it's very, very solution. Very, like... Um, more exploitation is the answer. He also wants Victor Von Doom, who likes to listen to classical music and play Assassin's Creed Syndicate on his Google Glasses, to be on the project, much to the chagrin of the Board of Trustees. Um, Dr. Storm negs Von Doom onto the project. Sue is making the environment suits for the project. Sue and Victor are both absolutely miserable assholes. Uh, Von Doom is blackpilled about the whole dimensional project. Uh, he, he's like, oh, well, uh, the government's gonna get in on it. Like, uh, why should the fat cats get to escape the consequences of their actions? Which is almost, almost right. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, the the transportation, the um, teleportation is to and from another dimension. Yes. Is what uh, Doctor Storm reveals at the science fair when he recruits Reed. Yeah, right. They didn't know beforehand that they was teleporting to another dimension. Um, Johnny Storm is uh, in the street racing scene and is impulsive, irresponsible, and has a troubled relationship with his father. His father is unsupportive. <laughs> and doesn't care about Johnny's interests and passions, which is revealed to be valid. Um, Johnny compares Von Doom to Hitler and gets along with Reed easily. They build the thing. Um, Reed, the Wait, big... is that Ben's origin story in this? Ha 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 ha. They build the big teleporter. <laughs> um, Reed and Sue start having what could nominally, nominally be called chemistry, and mm-hmm. uh, Von Doom is jealous. Um, they put the monkey in the teleporter. It works. Uh, they teleport the monkey. The bigwigs want to get NASA involved, much to the chagrin of the science team, who want to go themselves. And that's where we end. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm going to say something positive about this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought the beginning, when they were kids, felt like that was good. a movie that could be good. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt it just felt like a classic adventure movie setup. Yeah, it's like yeah. staying by it's the, the the boy genius is building a teleporter, his friend from the junkyard is helping. They like teleport a little toy car and now, they're like, dude. Did you like when um Ben Grimm's older brother uh no, I didn't. is about to Thank beat the shit asking. out of him and says it's clobbering time? <laughs> 
Oh I my god, I forgot that. that he said it's clobbered. <laughs> my superpower is repeating the cycle of abuse. Cool, dude. <laughs> it's clobbering time. We He's... love it. Taking also, off why his was belt? his brother fucking hell? Why was his brother played by Chet Hanks? <laughs> oh, that was Chet Hanks. I mean, like it wasn't, but it was. No, also. it wasn't actually Chet Hanks, but it was. Wait, Chet... was it? I thought Chet it... Hanks is in this. What? what? No, that was Chet Hanks. That was Chet. Are Hanks? you serious? That was Chet Hanks. Oh my god! Why did they make Chet? <laughs> I mean, that's the perfect role for him. He's just kind of well, that guy it's... in real life. And Chet that's Hanks as himself, he looks exactly. Like Chet Hanks. I Chet just Hanks couldn't. Grim. I hated that. There's I a, mean, there's a lot with Ben, how Ben is treated that yes. I don't love. Like I do just, not. Like, the foreshadowing in this movie is fucking insane. I mean, like this is what why? I'm saying though. It feels like a fucking '80s kids adventure movie. You've got like teenagers cussing and swearing. You've got the older brother like smacking his little brother in the face, and we're just like. Jesus Christ. Well, that's not, but see, that's not the issue I have with it. Like, it's fine if you want that to be the, the tone. Um, but the fact that he says it's clobber in time, the fact yes. that, um, that should not have been in there. The fact no. that, that, that Reed is like, when they're operating the machines, like, you're too indelicate. You, you are always, you're crushing the buttons, dude. You gotta be softer. Yeah. And that, that fucking, she calls him Doctor Doom. That I thought was that was pathetic. funny. That was fine that, to me. You liked it. You, you liked, liked it. it. You. Were... It was. It was shades of Doctor Poison herself. Okay, but when they do stuff like that, it makes me worry that they're not going to call him Doctor Doom. When That's he's fair the though. They do need to call him actually call him Doctor Doom. Um, I also just really didn't like. So, like, maybe I don't. I mean, Sam, maybe you know more about this because you read the comics. Or read some of the comics, but like oh, I'm still reading them. You're still reading them. Is Ben stupid in the comics? Um, because I would in- say his intelligence is never really a concern. Because okay, <laughs> they don't really go into his origin, kind of. Well, they 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 go into his origin, uh, and I do want to talk about this. We'll put a pin in the origin story from the comics uh, because I definitely want to talk about that. Um, but no, like, he and Reed went to the same college, but he mm-hmm. was on, like, a football scholarship in the comics, basically. Okay. I guess that's okay, then. I don't know. I just, like, maybe from the first movie, I mean, because of the the first movie, I had always thought of Ben as, like, closer to being on the same level as Reed, or, like, not a genius, but, like, still smart. Like, he's, like, a scientist. Like, he's a, I mean, he's not a scientist. Jesus. He's a pilot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, he's very skilled. He's very... You know, he's very advanced in his field. Well, that's something I find very funny about the origin story from the 2000s movies, because I I didn't really think about it at the time. But like in in the comics, he's like a like a World War Two, like pilot war hero. Right. And in the movie, it's like he's some he, he like he he dropped bombs over Afghanistan or whatever. <laughs> right. What kind or of pilot that. is he? Also, yeah. on that subject. You know, a problem that I had with the first movie, I don't know if I ever really talked about it, but we definitely talked about it with the uh, the Snyderverse, how we put together a team of characters who all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in the 2000s Fantastic Four, you've got Reed the genius scientist, Sue the genius scientist, although they retconned that out of existence. Uh-huh. And then you've got Johnny the pilot and Ben the pilot. Mm-hmm. In this... 
And I don't know if this really came across from your summary, Giga, but Reed, Sue, and Johnny are all genius scientist teenagers in this. Mm-hmm. I was trying and to leave out as much as possible just to, you know, create more space to discuss the movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's do that right now. Why are three of the Fantastic Four all, like, kid geniuses? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I also just can't get over so the, like... so stupid. The, like, you know, Ben Affleck in Goodwill Hunting, where he's, like, every... Every day when I walk up to your house, I'm hoping that I'm going to knock on the door. You're not going to be there. Like, why is that Ben in this movie? Like, he just gets fully left behind. Well, we know that he will become the thing. So I assume that when they do use the machine on themselves, they're going to call Ben first and be like, hey, do you want to go to another dimension? Right. Like, oh, we started with a chimp. Can you go next? I did want to say, I I really liked the moment because... uh. Reed is given this scholarship and he's brought to the, the Baxter Institute. And Ben, of course, like he, he helped Reed build the machine, mm-hmm. but he's not like the scientist. But he I just was sort of the, the assistant mo- on it. Are you talking about the moment where he sends him like the selfie with the little model? Yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. He sends him the selfie with the, the machine and he, he, he's like, couldn't have yeah. done it without you, buddy. I was like, that's really nice. And then ben I is like, like that. Ben's not yeah. like vindictive. He's just smiling at his phone and punches the air. It's great. Yeah. It's very cute. Yeah. So I look forward to the part where he becomes the thing and then instantly becomes an asshole and tries to kill Reed. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is it's what happens in the comics. Starts resenting everyone, wishes he was with Sue. Yeah. Literally in the comics, he immediately tries to kill Reed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look. The only person who could conceivably get you out of the predicament you're in? Who, like, who among <laughs> us has not wanted to kill Reed Richards? I know that I certainly have. I think okay. this version of Reed Richards is getting the ire that we developed for the other Reed Richards. Oh, no, I don't I think don't, this Reed I Richards has done anything. I don't dislike Miles Teller Reed Richards. He seems nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's one of the things I thought I was going to hate, was like, oh, why did they make Reed a, a smooth teenager? But he's but like, didn't. I think that Reed is a pretty well-defined character in this. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's like, he's weird. He has no chemistry with, um, with Sue. Oh, God, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I think that he's, he's like, cute and nerdy, and... Uh, I, I can't imagine anyone having chemistry with this bizarre <laughs> character she's that they made so weird. What she's, is yeah, her she's deal? She's a manic pixie dream scientist? I, I don't even know. She also can't seem to decide whether she likes Reed or thinks that he's a prick. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah so and the, not, in like a, not in, like, I a that's the point way. I think way. she's just mean. Yeah. <laughs> So the first time that they, like, hang out or, like, spend any time talking to each other is when Reed gets invited to the Baxter building. He's, like, going to school there or whatever. He sees her in the library and he goes up to her and just spits absolute fire game. (laughs) (laughs) Have you read book? Have you read? (laughs) Have you read read famous book? I love this book that's 100 years old. Let me tell you what it's about. As if anybody doesn't know what 200... um, What are you listening to? Wow, you don't even know how many leagues under the sea it is, Val. Is that John Portishead? It's two and then a bunch of zeros. Um... 20,000. I'm not familiar with the work the of thing. Portis. Mm-hmm. Let alone his <laughs> head. coming out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so he just, like, L, no Riz. Um, 
and she like gets up and walks away, but then she has this little like smirk on her head, on her face, like <laughs> he talked to me. Mm-hmm. I hated that. I it's so weird. Yeah, it's awful. Well, I did like that he about, has no Riz, but I didn't. While like we're that talking she... about Sue, I, I would love to talk about the uh, comics that I was mentioning earlier. Okay, because the origin story that I mentioned. I don't really want to talk about the origin story because it's not that interesting, but the framing of the origin story is what was interesting because it was in fiction, in the comics, Mm -hmm. Uh the Fantastic Four are written about Uh in a series of comics by Mm -hmm. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think the idea is that the comics that we are reading are the comics that Stan and Jack write about the heroes who actually exist in their world. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like so, it's like reading the news, but there's pictures. So so when when the real world fans write letters to Stan and Jack, sometimes those letters are actually in the comics. Oh. As in Reed will open up a letter from an actual reader from real life and be like, oh, oh, it seems little Jimmy wants to know how we all met. And that's oh how God. we get the origin story. But what happens... Wait, I love that, though. What happens after the origin story is told is that Sue starts crying and says, all I ever get is hate mail. What? The fans think I don't do anything. <laughs> oh my God! And and Reed, Ben, and Johnny all, like, look directly at the reader and address them directly, and they're like, that's terrible. The, the, the readers need to understand that you do contribute, and they talk about, like, we would never have gotten out of Doctor Doom's plexiglass cage if you hadn't da-da-da-da-da, we never would have blah-blah-blah if you hadn't tripped that guy. But also, what the readers don't understand is that a woman serves her team just by being there for morale. And Sue was like, thanks, guys. I'm glad you understand. What these readers don't understand in their misogyny is that there can be positive aspects of misogyny, too. Mm -hmm. It's so funny, though, because after that issue, they clearly started writing in situations that were that were only solvable by having an invisible character uh-huh. and then specifically having the character say it out loud. There was one where they're fighting like a big Android <laughs> and Sue is the only one who can get close enough to like turn off the switch that is just on its body. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and either the Johnny or Ben, I don't remember is like, you did it, Sue. Reed wouldn't have been able to do it because he was restraining the robot. I couldn't get close enough without getting swatted out of the air, and Ben's fingers are too big and clumsy to do it, so you're the only one who could have done it, okay, readers? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure that a lot of, you know, hate that female characters get is because of misogyny, but at mm-hmm. a certain point, it's also because you're bad at writing them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stanley. Did I? Oh, I don't. I don't remember if I talked about this before. The part where uh, where Reed tells like a military general about his newly designed Fantasticar that he rebuilt because all the fans kept writing in to say it looked like a flying bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so Stan is just like directly addressing criticism in the comic, and it's, it's really funny. That's good. Comics should be like that. Yeah, I, I honestly have had a great time. It started pretty bad, but it's picked up. I'm glad that you're you're just a Fantastic Four head now. 
Oh yeah, now I have really strong opinions about all a of this. A forehead. That's the that's the, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's spelled like forehead. Yeah. I think I think that is from on cinema. Oh really? Okay. Speaking of well, from for anyone on who cinema, doesn't know, okay, yeah, let's talk about the on cinema beef. For anyone who doesn't oh. know, on cinema at the cinema is a comedy ostensibly movie review show starring Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington as horrific fictionalized versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Just the worst just people imaginable. Ghoulish, absolutely. And this movie that we're watching is like the focal point of a years-long beef between the two characters mm-hmm. because Greg Turkington had a small role in Ant-Man. Okay. And Tim Heidecker had a small role in this. Mm-hmm. Extremely small. Extremely small. Uh, <laughs> but... I think that Tim, the real man, has somehow, like, pivoted his role in this into, like, more MCU roles yeah. to heighten the beef between them. Because he was in Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp. Yes. Oh my god. Right. I don't think, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about that other than that is, that is the other it's thing. It's one of my I favorite things ever. It's just this tiny little, like, like fairly niche comedy show that they do that they have used like these multi-million dollar superhero <laughs> blockbusters as basically the battleground for extended universe lore for their show. Yeah. I love that Tim Heidecker is just like kind of not even really a character actor. Like no. he's just like a small time actor. Like he's just like he'll play like the he was like the fiance in the bridesmaids movie. Yeah, was, like he oh, he has in, no lines. He was great but... in uh, in us. Who was he in us? He was the Tim. He was the guy who was played oh, he by was Tim the Heidecker. neighbor. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just funny. It's like if I turned on my favorite soap opera and like Giga was in the background. <laughs> like, hey, you don't know that, but. This person's a very big deal in a different circle. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, it's like, um, what, what's the... Stephen A. Smith is like a recurring character on some soap opera. <laughs> Let me... Who is that? He's a... Take a look, y'all. Commentator, yeah. Um, oh, the... <laughs> take a look, y'all. Image 3675.jpg. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, he's on General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that all right should we should we as talk a guy who keeps going film? back to the hospital as a patient mm-hmm. he just keeps tripping over the same thing and hitting his <laughs> head new comical problems week to week <laughs> oh. i got my foot stuck up my ass things of that nature i got charles barkley's foot stuck up my ass things of that nature <laughs> sorry okay <clears throat> yeah so things to say about it starts movie. in 2007. It's career day, uh, and Reed's, Reed and Ben's elementary school teacher, Mr. Dan Castellaneta, is the biggest asshole in history. Mm-hmm. I know! Oh my god! So the It first was kid so is like, funny to, to fucking like, open up and hear Dan Castellaneta's voice, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> the thing that really killed me was the part where it flashes forward to them in high school, and Dan Castellaneta is still here. <laughs> yes! I mean, he, like, pulled some strings with the principal to, like, follow Reed through his schooling. I mean... So that he could keep insulting him. A fifth grade science teacher could also be 
the senior class science fair. He's the well, science. I don't understand uh, the judge. science fair because Reed is like showing off his teleporter when he's like a senior in high school, and there's uh-huh. like a twelve year old standing next to him who's like, "I made a model airplane." All about planes, but also yeah. like, uh, I don't know, like this. This guy is kind of like uh, this guy's got his own like Walter White situation going on. <laughs> like he hates his <laughs> students that are passionate. The, yeah, but this also, is so yeah, weird. comically follow- negative to read. So, like, Reed is in middle school in the first one. He is ten years old, and he is in f- fucking graduating high school in the second one. And, and Dan Gasolinetta has followed him all the way through. You'll never make anything of yourself. Okay, but it's career day, and Reed is like, "I want to be the first person in history to teleport." And the teacher's like, "Oh, Reed, don't be stupid." And he's like. No, I'm serious, like, quantum computers, blah, 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 and I've already, I've already made, made some progress on my invention in the garage, like, it all it's almost done, mm-hmm. and the teacher's like, Reed, you're supposed to talk about a real career, mm-hmm. rewrite your report and do it tomorrow, and it's like, look, if Reed is this level of boy genius, the idea that his teacher would be like, ugh, can he, can he, can this dumbass kid take, like... Come the, back the, down to Earth, son. The fact that Reed, as a 17-year-old or whatever, is, like, still in in high school <laughs> at this level. <laughs> He's, like, built a teleporter and he hasn't graduated from oh, yeah, fucking no, that's grad the thing school is that yet. He hasn't graduated from elementary school because he keeps failing his fucking science class. <laughs> The science teacher is a, a hater. Like, he hates him so much. And I'm sorry. But, he's like, you gotta have a real... You have to, like, give a real career. What? Which of those ten-year-olds said a real fucking career? Yeah, that, the one before him says, like, I want to be a fucking quarterback. I want to yeah. drive a big crane. Right. Like, that's the level we're working with here. What teacher... Yeah. Even if Even if he said something... Even if he wasn't, like... I've already started working on a, a quantum computer or whatever. What teacher would be like, no, that's not realistic. Right. And like, I'm you not, shouldn't I'm try. Not, I'm not saying it's a problem for me that, that Reed has like an asshole teacher who doesn't believe in him. That's fine. I think that that makes sense and is perfectly believable. But like, I got put in like a special nerd class because I like, read faster and did math in my mm-hmm. head and you're telling me that reed <laughs> is going through every year of school he's just regular yeah, regular he is one million billion times smarter than everyone around him and they're like i don't care he's doing algebra yeah. with the others <laughs> he clearly well, doesn't belong in this class and then just like no the important- he's taking a teleporter to school in the morning, mm-hmm. and they're like, Ugh, can he take this shit seriously? Yeah. <laughs> can you be on time, please? He- <laughs> <laughs> the important part of school is also learning socialization. So kind of, they kind of failed, like, they're kind of 0 for 2 on him, because <laughs> he still doesn't learn how to be around kids his age. But the important thing for this scene is that Ben takes notice of him and sees him working on these schematics. So mm-hmm. that night, or some night, it doesn't matter, uh, uh, Chet Hanks starts beating up his brother and said he does say it's clobbering time, which I have to assume means that when we flash forward and Ben is the thing, that he's visualizing all of his enemies as his older yeah. brother. 
or as himself, and he's the older brother. Yeah, he's he's perpetuating the cycle of abuse. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just not a good look. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. It's one thing if he was like. Well, you know, I'm not very smart, but I am strong, so that can be my contribution. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that's fine. But, like, there are people that are, you know, more physically capable than others. But to be like, my background is violence. It's also weird. I don't know if either of you had this reaction. Maybe it was just me because I had read the comics and know that Ben was, like, the star quarterback of his college or whatever. Uh-huh. But, like... The very beginning, before Reed gives his career day report, is a kid saying, I want to be a football quarterback like my hero, uh-huh. Eli Manning. And I and I was like, oh, okay, so this is Ben. Yeah. But it wasn't. I thought it was going to be Johnny because he says that his yearly salary is 10 to $20 million. And I was like, that's just like Johnny Storm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not against. I mean, it, I I am against uh, uh, Ben getting his ass kicked by his older brother. Of course, for the <laughs> movie though, I don't think that that's inherently a bad thing for the character. Mm-hmm. But I really, really don't like the implications of his brother inventing the clobbering time. <laughs> yeah, phrase. his abusive older yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but their mom sees and stops, puts a stop to it, and Ben goes outside and sees Reed wearing, like, a mask and a hood, <laughs> trying to steal a catalytic converter from an old car in the junkyard. Which, you know, popular pastime these days. Did we did we say that Ben's family, like, owns a garage and a junkyard? Um, yeah. I think but, we did, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Ben is like, oh, is this for your teleporter? And Reed says, yeah, do you want to see it? You can, I, I'll show it to you if you help me out here. And Ben says, sure. Beep, beep, beep. They, they wheel a bunch of crap into Tim Heidecker's garage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tim Heidecker's garage. He, it says. It's, yeah, it says it on the top. Um, he doesn't notice because he's watching his football team lose. Yeah. God damn it. And he's yelling things like, throw the ball. <laughs> Win better. Go. Play football more. Go Run. fight win. Uh, I I like this scene though. Uh, again, this felt this just felt like classic adventure movie stuff where yeah. Reed and Ben are like getting to know each other while they work on the thing, and Ben like hands him the the like utility knife and is like, "Oh, you're stripping the screw. Do it like this or whatever." And yeah, so it's Reed's knife. like, "Oh, I think it's awesome that you live by a junkyard. That's so cool." Reed talks about his his family situation. His his stepdad's a jerk, and they his they don't really know or care about what he's working working on, so they just leave him alone. Mm-hmm. And then they turn on the machine, and the power goes out around the city. I, I do like the part where Reed is, is like, quietly mumbling to himself, like, don't blow up, don't blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grandma's dialysis machine turns off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's cute to have the, like, little kids making a contraption mm-hmm. and you know and then like oh we fast forward and you know now they're smart scientist adults and they have like real adult equipment and stuff mm-hmm. but the fact that the the fast forward is only seven years and mm-hmm. then he still has the like ramshackle homemade contraption mm-hmm. and then he goes to the new place where he learns how to make a more advanced thing and has better resources and then we see them working on it and then wow it's there finally i'm like i didn't i i can assume that if i see an adult man that he was at one point 
a young teen, <laughs> a baby, yeah, and then a child, and, and even earlier, a baby. Like right, and that's, we should that's have what seen. We should have seen baby, baby Reed. Like every that's... movie doesn't have to start out with like a baby being born. <laughs> like, <laughs> we get it. I disagree. It's not Fallout Three. I mean, Blade. Or Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah, Blade was uh, also started out with. This is why we do this. Yes. I, I like, though, I like the intro establishing Reed and Ben's characters. It's just, again, the, the thing that I was saying with the teacher and the fact that, like, there's no way that Reed is graduating high school with the rest of his class. Also, yeah. He's graduating like to, high school at 12. I would like to and like uh, commend uh, Sam real quick. Just speaking of Blade for the choice of the RZA song from the Blade 3 soundtrack. As it's so good. It's so fucking good. It's um, so good. Why are the soundtracks of this movie so good? It's because they're good. It's because they're good. Anyway, uh, I'll probably open this episode with Portishead. Um, yeah, Portishead's fine. Oh, I've never heard of him. <laughs> but, yeah, the fact that Reed, like, took out the power across the city with his teleporter we learned when he almost, was, like, 10 le- or 11. We learned early, later that he almost ended the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, like, that's why, to Val's point, like, he's he's still working with, like, shitty equipment when he's in high school. It's like, are you kidding me? Nobody, like, picked up on what he was doing until the fucking high school yeah. science fair. What the fuck? And I'm sure they he used... Like, he submitted that every year for the science fair once he made it Oh, once. yeah, I mean, he's not being, like, subtle. He's not like, I don't want anyone to know until it's ready. He's <laughs> telling everyone who will listen. Yeah. Well, but he for some reason, nobody takes notice for all seven of those years please? after he teleports something for the first time. <laughs> please, CIA, shoot me in the head. <laughs> I, did, I did think it was, like, a fun, like, characterizing thing when... Like the second Tim Heidecker's TV starts going weird and the house starts shaking, he's like, "Reed, what the hell are you doing this time?" <laughs> they know. Is that one of your bionicles again? And yeah, the the little toy car disappears, and there's like a little pile of rocks and sand in its place. And oh. I do think it ended with a very stupid line that I didn't like, where Ben goes, "You're insane, Reed," and Reed says, "Thanks." Mm-hmm. Normal is just a setting on a <coughs> dish washing machine. A dish dryer. A, a dish dryer. Dorm. Anyway, we go to the science fair. He's showing off the teleporter. The fucking elementary or middle school teacher is still here to hold Reed back. Yep. Uh, the reason they have to use uh, a, a nearby child's toy plane is because Ben forgot the toy car. We do get a little of like friendly bickering between the two of them, which I which I did mm-hmm. like. Um, ben says, "Because I brought everything else." Yeah. Which? <laughs> Why'd you forget the toy car? I forgot. I brought everything else. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was too the, busy the, carrying the, all the shit. The toy plane disappears. Uh, when they bring it back, uh, it's, it's like all broken, uh, but it is here. It's covered in sand, which Reed says is probably from, uh, uh, the Gansu Desert in China, which is right next to Shanghai and the Great Wall. And (laughs) they also like break the, the backboard. This is in the gym, obviously. They break the backboard with the like shockwave and, Mm -hmm. and the fucking Mr. Castellaneta is like, (laughs) Reed... This is a science fair, not a magic fair. Disqualified. I'm like, what? Did you see what <laughs> happened there? There was like a ball of shit. 
Not impressed. I don't care that you did teleport something. <laughs> he doesn't believe that they he they really did it. He doesn't think that this is like he thinks this is an illusion. Mm-hmm. But like what? There's no way. There's no way. There was like David an Blaine energy bubble, and they like shattered the the basketball backboard. Mister Reed yeah. Richards, only the Illuminati know how to teleport, and I don't <laughs> see any child's blood in this machine. If they haven't <laughs> taught me how to do it, they're not going to teach you how to do it. Uh, but the kid yeah, takes his toy him. plane back and is like, "You're a dick." And there's like six <laughs> teenage girls behind him who go. <gasps> <gasps> kid said the penis word such language <laughs> this is where uh sue and her dad walk over you this part did make school. me laugh. this is puritan school <laughs> this part made me laugh not on purpose because uh uh sue and her dad walk over and he's like oh you really built this in your garage that's amazing like oh we've we've been working on interdimensional teleportation but we've never been able to uh bring anything back and mm-hmm. reads like Phew interdimensional no this is just it just went to china or something and sue pulls out a little vial of sand and she says we analyzed it it's unlike anything anywhere on earth and then nowhere on the periodic table (laughs) and then i i wrote down in my notes uh the man introduces himself but then I I rewatched it. Yeah, and I'm he like, doesn't. No, he fucking didn't. He doesn't introduce himself. That's why I called him Doctor Storm in my notes because his name is he's subtitled as Doctor Storm as well. Like, he's just like, "Hello, I'm from the Baxter Foundation. This is my daughter Sue." Okay, yeah, because we did- don't get his name for like another 15 minutes mm. of the movie. Yeah, that's why. Okay, that's why it didn't click. Well, I must not have been paying attention either, but. It didn't click that Sue and Johnny were siblings, um, because I thought that one of the people in that scene had the last name Baxter. That must have been why, how I got no, that No, Baxter, Baxter died a it's long the Baxter time ago. Foundation, yeah. I want to ask if you could, if either of you could make sense of what the Baxter Foundation is. Uh, it's a because... skyscraper and a school... Laboratory school. Because... Franklin, his name is Franklin Storm. Franklin says, uh, I want to offer you a full scholarship. He doesn't even bother asking Ben if he contributed. He obviously didn't look at him in his ears. Mm-hmm. So he says, Enjoy. I want to offer you a full scholarship to the Baxter Building Skyscraper, which is also a research <laughs> institute, think tank, and university? Mm-hmm. It's a vertical university. Vertical. With diversity. Reed has, like, a dorm room in the mm-hmm. Baxter building, and mm-hmm. he, like, studies in the library. But it's... But he's only going to school there. Yeah. Is it, is it a he's... university? <laughs> I couldn't figure out what this thing was supposed to be. I don't I know. think, this is what I'm saying when I was like, I don't think the changes were inherently bad, but they didn't make them make sense. Mm-hmm. I think if they had, literally, like, if they had just said, like, the I would love Foundation. to offer you a full scholarship to such and such university... And a research grant at the Baxter Institute. Like, I'd be like, okay, got it. But it is called the Baxter Institute later. It's also, like, it could just be, like, a non-accredited school. I have no idea. It's very strange that the university is in the skyscraper that the dorms are also in. That's very weird. Because he's there there to build the machine. 
He's not there to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. It was That's the thing, though. He says a full scholarship. It was unclear if he goes to class. We see Sue, like, studying in the library. Right. And he tells Ben, oh, I'm just going to school here. But then we do not see him learning things. We only ever see him at the lab working on the machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, pretty unclear on what... Also, and, like, what I mentioned... what is the Baxter building going to teach him? I, I mentioned that Franklin doesn't offer Ben a scholarship. I thought that he did at first, because they built the thing together, seemingly. Because when they go to the Baxter building, it's Reed and Ben, mm-hmm. and they've yes. all got, like, suitcases and stuff. Nope. And then Ben is like, okay, well, bye, have fun. Reed I was like, oh, two he's not actually and, here. And Ben is bringing, helping him bring them in. Yeah. I know that I know that Reed's parents, like, don't love him. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that Ben is the one who brought him to his door. Yeah! Thank you, Ben. You're my dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that it doesn't. Yep. And he's like, here's this, the, you know, Swiss Army knife from when we first bonded. It's a goodbye gift. And Reed is like, I'm just, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just, I'll be coming back all the time. Yeah, Reed, Reed was like, uh-huh. he was like, oh, I'm not saying goodbye. And I was like, yeah, you're both going here, right? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I Maybe, maybe that's when Ben told Reed that he wasn't accepted. Also. But also, like, Dr. Doctor Storm seems like kind of an asshole. He kind yeah. of gives me um, Cyborg's dad vibes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, huge Cyborg's dad was based on this character, presumably. Because okay. he's... Seems like it. He's like a shithead. Like he hates his son. <laughs> to also, be fair, his son. The, we see the first time we see him, he's scolding his son for having hurt himself doing his extremely dangerous hobby. That okay, he was told okay, to stop but doing. he's not trying to channel that into something constructive. He's saying, "Come work for me. Do what I want you to do, or yeah. uh, you can't continue to uh, enjoy do the things that you enjoy doing." That's Maybe in I, his I just, mind, the Baxter Institute is a constructive way of channeling his... That's what I'm saying. He's an asshole. Genius. Oh, okay. That's what I... I just, I just don't know why Johnny is also a super genius inventor. It's yeah. just... Yeah. It's, it's confusing. I feel like it, it doesn't make sense because Johnny... It feels like the premise is that he's doing all this dangerous street racing and he's not like he's not like going to school because he's like whatever I'll never be your your genius kid like like Sue my adoptive sister right it except seems like he's got an choice. inferiority complex except then he goes and works on the teleporter yeah yeah he's but like I could I just also, don't want to like hey you, um I don't know if you noticed this uh, Michael B Jordan uh-huh oh uh, he's really hot I did notice that yeah well, that's why they cast him as the Human Torch. I did not like that. The other boy knew what he really meant. <laughs> Throwback to last week when the fuck Hannibal... are you talking about? Do you remember when um in the, the brunette the fan fiction when Hannibal was like, oh. "Ouch, you're really hot," and then Johnny was like, mm, "Thanks, you do," and then Hannibal's like, "I didn't mean it like that." <laughs> Sorry, my brain is gone. Um. I just, I broke it by accident. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> do, do you think we need, do we need to record another time? Are you going to be okay? Uh, you know, any damage that's been done, it's, it's Yeah, I it's, mean, it should honestly be funnier this it's way. It's permanent. There so. was a scene here where Reed is, like, walking through the halls of the Baxter Institute building, University and looking at, like, the trophy cases and the, the like, newspaper uh-huh. headlines from all these, like, Baxter Institute people. Uh-huh. And I really didn't know what to make of this. It's okay. Because... It's okay, but I'll take it Arby's after this. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because is is this saying that Reed, is he like, oh, I want to be one of them? Is he like, I don't belong here? Mm-hmm. Is he like, that's going to be me? I, he, There was no, like, clear, like, expression on in. his face, mm-hmm. I guess. He was like, wow, I, so much happens here. Wow, there's a lot of newspapers. Why do they still have those, he says. And this yeah. is where he then goes to the library, and he sees Sue studying with earbuds in, and he's like, this is a cool library. And she's like, what? Oh, yeah. And he says, oh, I was just asking what you're listening to. Like, at this point, and she says, at this point, I was like, uh, when's the part where he starts playing drums? Though That's like what I'm, I'm wondering <laughs> the entire movie Not so my far. Not my tempo. Um... I did notice that Michael what B. Is, that a reference is very to? hot. Uh, it's Whiplash. Got it. Yeah. Miles Teller was in Whiplash before this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he played a guy who was on a different person's, who was not on a different person's tempo, and then he was. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so romantic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is where he shows her 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and it's like, this is a book that I like. It's about a guy named Captain Nemo. I yes. like, hey, hey, did... Did he put that book on the table, or did he see that she had it and was like, this is good? No, no. I think he brought a pile of books over. He was like, Why did he bring so over great. a book he's already read, and he's like, this is great No, no book. he's Have not, you heard he's of? Nice he's not that heavily autism-coded. Like, <laughs> He just starts explaining whatever's there. Yeah. Yeah, it, this was, I mean, it's, it's weird. Maybe this is one of those things where... Um, it's so that audience members can watch it and be like, hey, I know what 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is, <laughs> Maybe I'm as smart as Reed Richards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, you know. It's like, but she no, says, I've already read it. She starts to put her earbuds back in, mm-hmm. and he says, wait, hold on, I have a question for you. Do you like music? <laughs> do you like music? Uh, you like, is, and she music, says, he says, is, like, is that, do you like music? Is that, like, your thing? And she says, and I quote... Pattern recognition. Music is just a series of altered patterns. The musician creates the pattern and makes us anticipate a resolution, then holds back, makes you wait for it. There's patterns in everything and everyone. If someone started saying that to me, I would immediately get up and leave before they finished talking. <laughs> I, I would feel be like, like oh, she's you didn't hear my question. Is like, she's describing, like, jazz or something. She's like, destroyed- Portishead, I love Portishead. No. They are very repetitive. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, she's like stimming at music, not stimming, <laughs> S-T-I-M-M, S-T-E-M. She's like, oh. yeah. she's reducing, and this is like, this is what stim people are like, though. They, they like. This is that, this is that meme of the guy who like e- eats the chips at the grocery store and is like, hmm, I've already analyzed it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more sodium chloride next time. It's fucking Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's like, it's like the, the. Art doesn't mean anything to them. Nope. The thing about, you know, it's good music when the math is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's very, it's, I, you got know, a lot I, of math I like technically impressive music. Sure. But sure. there's also the technic, like, what is the point of making music? Portishead it's... is not that. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I mean, Whatever. It's just, it's weird. I feel like this would have made more sense if she was like, oh, I'm listening to like, uh, oh my god, my brain just shat out. Oh my god, what's his name? Miles. Miles Davis? Miles Davis. (laughs) 
yeah. if she was like, oh, I'm listening to like experimental jazz. Yeah, I'm or like something. looking to Johnny Coltrane. Like, or what if what if she was like, I'm listening to An Monaguchi. I love hearing what technology can do. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of you Proto Man? I'm listening to Skrillex. It's amazing. They 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 make you wait for the it's- resolution. <laughs> That's literally. <laughs> it is. It's. She's describing dumbstep. <laughs> she's like that. Is that is fascinating? Fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. Fascinating. Yes. Yes. More. She's just like she abundantly begins typing at a computer, and you just like turns around, and she's just typing nonsense. Um, <laughs> oh just like x t t t t t g h u u a i semicolon i. So he asks what his pattern is, and she says, you want to be famous. And he says, no, I don't. I just want to make a difference. And she says, you already are. So it's just like, I'm wrong. <laughs> She's like, just you want to be famous. Nothing. He's like, no, I don't. She, he tries, oh, okay. she, she basically <laughs> tries to cold read him. This is so weird. If I if I met somebody who was like, oh, I have this thing about music, I wouldn't be like, oh, do me next. Like... How is that related? Well, that's what people She's are really like, saying though. there's patterns in like, everything. Oh, you draw, draw me. <laughs> people love a personality test. I mean, I guess, but oh, he's you like, do oh, tar- what's so? What's you like your tar- thing? Tar- She's tar- like, tar- I can me. tell anyone what their Patronus is. <laughs> like, oh, it's mine. Uh, Dog, re- wow, wrong. No, you. manta ray. Like, it's like if she said, like, oh, I <laughs> love. <right. sighs> It's like if she was like, oh, I love studying, you know, the stars and their cultural meanings. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's my sign? <laughs> like, I mean, I am kind of like that because I hate. It's kind of related. I, I hate, um, I hate horoscopes and want people to be wrong about them. Oh, Me I too. love doing that. Yeah. My favorite was the, that uh, tweet that was like, oh, I always tell women I'm an Aries, but I'm actually a Scorpio. And, some, and everybody replies like, this is typical Scorpio shit. Yeah. And it's like. Just kidding again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, while we're talking about uh, the Fantastic Four and weird pseudoscientific concepts, yeah, I need to talk about the, I would say, the three most recurring concepts in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one is nuclear atomic radiation, whatever. Amazing. Like, Alicia Master's dad, the puppet master, he mind controls people. Wait, with puppets that he wait, made of them. Wait, the puppet master's name last name is Masters. Is, is his first name Puppet? God, I never thought about that. But yes, her stepdad is is the puppet master. So I guess maybe his last name is not Masters. They haven't oh, said okay. his name. Mm-hmm. But the way that he mind controls people is that he found a big lump of radioactive clay and he puts on like a lead lined suit and sculpts it and then paints it with lead paint so he doesn't get cancer. Oh, awesome. And then he just like puppets the the radioactive sculptures and people get mind control. His name is Philip. Absolute madness. His name is Philip Masters. Great. His name is Puppet Masters. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Philip that's thing Puppet number one. Masters. Number two is asbestos. Oh, because they the human love torch asbestos. exists, and this is the 1960s, they are constantly talking about asbestos. Oh yeah, no, yes. they, that's um, it's so good. For that's you. the that, they do that in the com in the in the animated series too. They're yeah, they talk about, about his his like asbestos. I think My he said that suit. he like yeah. I think he said that it's his like suit is lined with asbestos. asbestos. He like sprays down his room with like an asbestos spray that Reed made for him. Uh huh. 
Great. Thing number three, though. The, enti- the, fa- the whole Fantastic Four mysteriously die of mesothelioma. <laughs> the next most common recurring word in the Fantastic Four comics, I would never have imagined just how much hypnosis was involved. Oh, yeah, that's another <laughs> thing about the 60s. They love hypnosis. They're obsessed with hypnosis, and I would love to tell you about how they defeat the Skrulls. Yeah. Okay, what are the Skrulls? The Skrulls so the are Skrulls, green guys with pointy ears. They are okay. aliens from outer space who can transform into anything and anyone. There's a guy okay. named Super Skrull who has all of the powers of the Fantastic Four. Yes. So oh. they're dealing with the Skrulls. The Skrulls are like causing trouble because they disguise themselves as the Fantastic Four. Yeah. I do really love the one Skrull who who like pretends to steal a gem while disguised as Sue Storm mm-hmm. because she's like holding this gem and then she vanishes. So everyone's like, oh my God, the invisible woman turned invisible and stole the gem. Right. But the Skrull actually just shrinks and carries the gem out mm-hmm. while no one's looking at the floor. <laughs> That's great. But the way that they deal with the scrolls in the end is they, they like capture them and the scrolls are like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. We, we are at your mercy. Please don't kill us. We'll do anything. And Reed says, Okay, here's what you're going to do. And the, he, ma- he tells the scrolls to transform into cows mm-hmm. and they take the cows out to a pasture. And then Reed hypnotizes them to forget that they are scrolls. This is also this happened in the um this happened in the in the animated series as well. Yeah, I assume the animated wow. series is the comics. Mm-hmm. But yes, so the scrolls forget that they aren't cows and just live out their days it's as cows. Horrific. That is so, so nuts. And yeah, there are so many instances of hypnosis besides mm-hmm. that. It's ridiculous. We love hypnosis, folks. That People in the '60s wild. must have been like they were hypnotized in the way that- all the time. You ever ask your you ever ask your your grandpa anything? He's not gonna know what the fuck happened. He's gonna think that he was a cow. Oh yeah, because he was hypnotized. No, because he was undergoing. He was uh, he was being dosed with LSD as part of MK Ultra. Yes. In the way that people our age grew up terrified that we would like get sucked up by quicksand at some mm-hmm. point in our lives, mm-hmm. I think that people who grew up in the '60s were terrified that they would get hypnotized. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would. I wonder if anybody ever used that as an excuse when their like their husband walked in on them having an affair or something. Oh, Probably. I was. I've been hypnotized. Oh, I've been hypnotized. <laughs> ah. Um. Anyway, so that's Reed and Sue's romance. Did that come across? <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. Hypnococking seems like a very modern fetish. <laughs> it's a different person getting hypnotized than you. So yeah, she likes that he distracted her while she was studying with mm-hmm. her earbuds in. Um, we go to this boardroom. It's the board of trustees or whatever. And there's a guy played by, what's his name? Tim Blake Nelson. Mm-hmm. It's the, oh brother, where art thou guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Dr. Storm, you're a big loser. This dimensional thing is a bunch of bullshit. Uh, and he sees that Victor Von Doom is working on the project. And he's like, that, that jerk, that stupid, that pinko. He says that Victor like set fire to Franklin's server room. And he's like, he should be in jail. But Franklin's like, no, he's an amazing scientific mind. We don't really know what that's up, that what's up with that. But mm-hmm. he says something about like, Dr. Storm, you and your, like, collection of orphans? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Why he say that? This isn't the first time he's done this. Like, He loves to collect to say... teams of orphans and, uh... Is Victor an orphan in this? 
I is he an orphan know. usually? I don't know. But Reed isn't. Reed's not. Reed is a emotional Johnny orphan. Johnny clearly is not. The only character that we know is an orphan is Sue. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know that you could call adopting an entire human collecting. Well, a former orphan. A reformed orphan. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like what Brad Say Pitt like it was does. her character flaw. <laughs> Brad Pitt seems to collect orphans. <laughs> they can afford to have that many children. <laughs> it's a different thing. Anyway, now we finally meet Victor. And, wow. hey, remember uh, The Flash mm-hmm. in uh-huh. BVS? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, or Justice League. Yeah, it's whatever. that, but, but dark. what if The Flash was wearing um, Google Glass? What if you looked at The Flash and said, I know it smells crazy in there? <laughs> oh, you know. The Flash is not as smart as uh, Victor because Victor had an extra screen in, in his Google Glass. You know that, that man has Flash not spent a dollar on Febreze. Oh, no. He doesn't open the windows. No, I. when Franklin walks in, he like immediately turns on this like giant glowing green <laughs> like air conditioner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Opens the windows. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. been like, it's just sweltering in there because he's PC gaming. God, he is playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate, right. which I love that game. I was very sad to see it here. He's, um, <laughs> I thought, I, I wrote at first that he was watching gameplay of Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and then I realized he's controlling it with the Google Glass. Oh my god. Okay, He's also so, seven screens plus a Google Glass, and it needs to be said, he's listening to Vivaldi. He's listening to Vivaldi, Ooh, which la la. is cultured. I'm, Vivaldi's pretty good. To, like, vampire music or something. Because he's from Latveria. So he could show us in the box. <laughs> Which sounds like it would be a vampire. He's listening voice. to Misfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the So, obviously movies do this, where they have a person who's 25 play a teenager. <laughs> but this guy is extremely not the same age as the other kids. No, I think that he's not supposed to be. Okay. I couldn't tell. I wasn't really sure how old he was supposed to be. Because he also has, like, romantic tension, whereas, like, he, I mean, he has, like, an unrequited crush on Sue. And she's still in school. No? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how old anyone is supposed to be except for Reed and Ben. Wikipedia says, though, that they are, that this is a group of hyper-intelligent teenagers and Ben. Uh Uh-huh. And and Ben is also there, yeah. I mean, Victor must be, like, 19.9 if they're all teenagers. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I don't know any teenagers that successfully grow a, a beard like that. No, he's but definitely yeah, I, he's definitely at least mid twenties. I think mm-hmm. he's just like that kind of guy. I think he's they just like, just... hey babe, and she's like a teenager. <laughs> she's like twelve. Hey, oh babe. yeah, like, hey babe. I think actor wise, this is me and this creep. is my girlfriend. Yeah, her name is Natasha, and she's uh, fifteen. Right. I think Kate Mara is the oldest of the actors of the teens, though. Hmm. I think well, she is older than this actor. Her hair is only a couple hours old, so... <laughs> they just put it on. They just put it on. Um, uh, oh, no, they are the same age. This is uh, Toby Kebbell, who you may remember from that one Black Mirror episode. No. Oh, the Toby Kebbell episode. He had the grain, the memory thing. He fucked Jodie Whittaker in that. I've only seen one episode of Black Mirror, sorry. No, I've seen he's, two episodes of Black Mirror. The thing about the actor that you really need to know is that he's British. Oh, okay. Mm. And you know who's not British? Victor Von Doom. Is Victor Von Doom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Victor Von Doom has a different accent in every scene in this it's movie. It's wild. It's cool. 
I cannot believe that that was in like that was just yep. He's just <laughs> okay. like he's just like how are you doing? Top of, top of the morning to ya. There's the one part when he says something about like oh, whoa. oh you might as well have us waterboarded. Waterboarded. <laughs> Why does he say waterboard? I think because he's just doing a bad American accent. But there's the one scene like when Canadian. Johnny when Johnny calls him Adolf and he's like, I'm not German, you know. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you sure? When when was that his accent? <laughs> Just now, you heard it. But yeah, Victor, what we learn is that Victor is like really bitter upon hearing that Reed has like advanced the project without him. He's the one who started this project. Uh, but Franklin's like, hey, you're the one who withdrawed, withdrew, withdrew, withdrew from everything. Reed didn't steal anything. He did it all on his own. Like the so periodic table. You, he says like, oh, we'll go make history without you. And Franklin's like, or, uh, Victor's like, wait, will Sue be there? Will my, will my, will my discord kitten be there? He's, he's Disc- such fucking discord moderator energy. He does. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and by that I mean he's a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> so uh Reed walks into the lab for the first time and he goes, Holy shit for anyone who cares. It, mm-hmm. It's a big machine. It's a lot of because it's a, it's cool. It's a lot of science. This stuff. is where Sue is like looking at his plans for his device and she's like, Wow, that's really amazing. Amazing that you didn't destroy the whole universe. And then they uh-huh. do that again, and it's fucking, like, rule of twos, you know? If it's funny, it's gonna be funny again. You mentioned uh, that she made the outfits. Uh-huh. To be a little She's bit She's designing fair, the suits. They are, like, environment suits. They are, like, high-tech, <laughs> like, science equipment. It, it is still funny, though. It does still end up with her making the outfits. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Because <laughs> they don't. She doesn't. They don't talk about her having any specialty in any specific. Well, this thing. is this is new feminism, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's the womanly pursuits can be you know rewarding in their own. She right. still sews and makes mm-hmm. clothes, mm-hmm. but they're science clothes. They're science, but they clothes, need yeah. yeah, they need to be valid in the eyes of science. Is the thing they can't you know <laughs> right. they, It's not that pussy woman shit. The art shit. That's that's mm-hmm. denigrating to femininity. Um, Victor and Reed meet for the first time, and Reed, uh, uh, Reed extends his hand out to shake his hand, and Victor's like, this, this is the first scene, I believe, where she's got the wig. Mm -hmm. They're calling him (sighs) Victor Von Doom, so it's definitely a reshoot. Uh, she's she's got some hair she's got a piece of hair, like, pinned back, mm -hmm. kind of pulled back across her, um, her hairline to cover her hairline as if it's tucked behind her ear but it's not and it just looks unnatural i mean it's just like you can tell because like i mean you can just tell in the scenes where you can see her scalp that's uh uh, that's that's her real hair in the scenes where you super can't the scenes where she looks like Raggedy Ann, but yeah. with yellow It yarn. is the, one of the worst wigs I've ever seen in a film. It's so... I do need to say at this point, because I watched the trailer uh, mm-hmm. last week uh, just to scare myself about the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was astonished that in the trailer, there are wig scenes, <laughs> and they look so... Like, this is... You haven't seen nothing yet. <laughs> 
It it gets like unbelievable. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, Victor watch. calls Sue Susan, and she's like, nah, "I don't like that name." Uh, and because he's just a dick. Uh, whoa, yep. he's a dick. Um, <laughs> what? What's that? That was Sam's impression of the kid from the science fair who was 12. You were dick. Oh, I guess neither of you noticed that my voice cracked. No, I, I heard it. Dick no, I didn't. I was explaining uh, why you did that to Giga. This is the part where Victor is like, meh, 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 this world's not even worth saving. And Sue is mm-hmm. like, Dr. Doom over here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, kill me. I hated that. I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that. Like, it's also, knowing that Thing's catchphrase he got from his brother hitting him when he was a kid... Is is Victor going to be like, yes, I am Dr. Doom. He's not going to call himself <laughs> Dr. Doom. There's no way. It would be very appropriate, according to the comics. They're just going to call him Victor every just time. Just a rascally guy. Hey, here's another Here's another uh, comics adventure. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Doom uh, got the Submariner to stick a little magnet capsule into the corner of the ground floor of the Baxter building. And then used a machine on his ship to pull the Baxter building into outer space. I I like that Namor, like, did, like, subterfuge missions. Like, like, oh, this subtle man, this subtle shirtless man with the biggest fucking widow's peak you've ever goddamn seen. He looks so bad. Isn't he giant and blue, or is that a different thing? You're thinking of a different character. No, no, no. What's the, who's the guy from the comics? Dr. Manhattan? Beast? No, the, you you posted in the chat in the general Giant like some guy. comic Man. of a big blue guy, a- an octopus. Oh God, I'm thinking of the octopus. You're thinking of the octopus, thinking of the octopus <laughs> that Namor is talking about. Here's the thing: in my somehow maybe like in a dream or something, I misremembered. Like I scrambled this up in my head to be the. the the big blue object in the square in the scene is Namor's head, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got a big bulbous nose and stuff. I don't know where I got that memory. Okay, from. I, I am looking at the screenshot that I posted where Ben folds Reed up and sticks him in I a love tube. This. <laughs> if that doesn't happen in this movie, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. Yeah, I... <sighs> I'm going to be pretty pissed off. Um, I did like put... learning. About Blade Trinity, that some of it was built on the filmed on the McBarge. <laughs> That's yes. the Honeycomb Hideout. That's the Honeycomb Hideout. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so Victor, uh, they all they all look at. Uh, oh yeah, this is the part where again I couldn't tell how Sue is supposed to feel about Reed because she was like just talking shit about his device, mm-hmm. but then uh-huh. Victor is like, "Your device seems like a real piece She's of like, shit." Shut the fuck up. <laughs> And she's like, hey, it worked. Yours never worked. Yeah, she's like, I was flirting with him in a rude way. It really feels like Sue's perspective in this movie is she's like, well, I hate Reed, but I hate Victor more, Mm -hmm. so I guess I love Reed? I think I want to kiss Reed. I I have to kiss one of them, so I guess I'll... Yeah, I mean, it's not like I can't not fuck them. She's the the only girl in the team. She has to pick one of them Mm -hmm. to kiss. And so for some reason, makes a speech about how... Yeah, oh, because they're brother and sister. <laughs> I was like, for some reason, she's not picking Michael B. Jordan. So Franklin makes a speech about how today is you, and now is the future, and tomorrow is tomorrow, and you are today, and tomorrow the future is now, mm-hmm. and they all say that's so he gets up true. on his fucking Humpty Dumpty wall and falls off and gets shattered. Yes. yes. Uh, and this is, this is where we learn that 
what Victor really wants is to go through the portal himself. Uh-huh. And and they all they all start to get excited about, man, we're going to get to go to another dimension. That's awesome. And now we meet Johnny. Johnny, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny. modded Honda Civic. Johnny, remember. Johnny. Yes, Papa? Eating sugar. No, Papa. Telling lies? No, Papa. Open your mouth. Drag racing in the uh, middle of the night. Vroom, vroom, vroom. And yeah, he he. You know how it's. You know how it goes. His car doesn't start up because it's a piece of shit that he built himself or whatever. They keep well, saying he, he no, built it himself. Not, yeah, he built it himself. It's a Toyota. It that's he says from scratch. That is, he literally says from scratch and I would with like my to own say, two hands. I love that fucking car. Um. I mean, he might have bought, like, the engine or, like, parts of the engine and then, like, different yeah, I mean, parts you can build cars, you know, and, like, like put you them can together. Build, yeah, you, you you need the chassis, but you can build yeah. a car out of source <laughs> parts, like... He, I'm sure he customized it from scratch. Yeah, but, um... Anyway, the car doesn't start at first, but he does, and he's such a good driver that he pulls ahead, but then his car but explodes. The, well, because, no, he, he, pull, he pulls ahead, and then he redlines it into oblivion and explodes his car. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, his car does explode. Because he's a bit of a hothead, haha. <laughs> Into uh, a fireball. He also has the, um, he has a little, um, hood ornament. No. What is it called? The little thing that hangs on your windshield. Your, your oh, he has a fire flower, uh. He has a fire flower. Like. Little. Dangly. Yeah. And then, uh, his, his racing rival passes him and he says, looks like you flamed on, loser. <laughs> And then he, Johnny's like, no, no, I'm traumatized by this. I can't wait to say it later. No, he just got into a car accident and dislocated his elbow. Hey. Something that a lot of very cool and hot and interesting people do. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the hottest thing you can be is someone with a broken arm. That's yeah, just did immediately you, did you know attractive. That I dislocated my elbow. Um, hey. Um, Sam? I mean, it was. I learned so much on this podcast. <laughs> you, yeah, you learned something about being gay. This is Things you're gonna be, become so homophobic. You're gonna become so homophobic wet. once you're not hosting anymore. Um, speaking <laughs> no. of which, just gonna put it out there: Sam is going to stop hosting the podcast. This is not a joke. That is for real. I'm so bad at saying things. I I really I really made it sound like a joke last week. Please a really reach out. Joke because it's true. Please reach out to me and or Val if you would be mm-hmm. interested in setting aside uh, three weekends in the coming months to mm-hmm. go through movies with us. You have five weeks mm-hmm. to prepare, including this week. So you, you have four <laughs> weeks. The clock is ticking. Uh, Franklin gets Johnny from the hospital, and Johnny's like, God, this fucking part. Johnny's like, it's not my fault, I hydroplaned. And Franklin's like, it didn't rain today. And Johnny says, you must have been too busy to notice. And I'm like, I get it, I get the character. Yeah. He also, yeah, because he's like, I was going 45 miles an hour. It's weird, though, because it feels like they're, they're like, conflating two different, like, archetypes of bad dad. Mm -hmm. Because Franklin's not ignoring Johnny. No, yes, that's is. not what the character is. He's ignoring Johnny because Johnny won't do what he wants him to do. Mm-hmm. But he is—he is, he is like very dad, interested in Johnny. Yours. He is trying to spend time well, with him. He just—he well, just well, wants to spend time with him at at the lab, that's and not, that's not that what Johnny not, wants. But that is not necessarily true. That like Johnny might be acting out because his father 
uh, as a way to get attention. Like, he hurts himself because then his father will pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we don't know. Because he that, doesn't want to do the other thing that his father will mm-hmm. give him attention for. It, that's that's valid, and his father should accept that and try to connect with him on that level. It's not Johnny's responsibility to be the person his dad wants him to be. Mm-hmm. Sure, I do agree with that. I feel like, I just feel like the way that they talk about this father-son relationship is not super consistent, especially no. since... And I wish, like, especially I wish since we find out more about that. Like, like we find out very shortly that Johnny does love working in the he lab. Does. He can't yeah. get enough of it. There's li- yeah. very little conflict. He's basically, yeah. His dad is basically like, "Hey, you should come uh, work on this project because there's an engine in this project." I think this movie like, is going, okay. Great. I think this movie is going to be a little more disappointing than uh, than the previous two, just because it's movie shaped and there's interesting mm-hmm. stuff. I can see yeah. why people like want the want this movie to be recut uh to some degree uh probably not for the same reasons i do but there is meat here like there is there's good shit but none of it is ever dug into like it just Mm. you know or or it's like you know how you're supposed to let a steak sit for a few minutes after you take it out of the oven or whatever so that the juices Mm -hmm. um or the blood gets absorbed into the meat as opposed to flowing all out when you cut the steak um okay i know I, that now very sure. extended metaphor um but i just <laughs> realized that val's like not <laughs> um i don't really cook steaks i'm not here for the record yeah okay so let us take sit for a few minutes after cooking it because i will i will i swear okay. i promise but what they're doing <laughs> is they're like they present this 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 appetizing meal for us and then immediately cut into it and all the flavor just kind of drains out yeah they cut into it and put a wig inside mm-hmm. of it <laughs> and that's the last thing I want. Yeah, <laughs> in my steak. Uh, but yeah, y'all Franklin had any is like, Johnny? You could. Good I'd f- like to put a steak in her wig. Y'all had any food that you bad. really enjoyed lately? No. Really? My life is nothing hell. comes to mind. <laughs> Come on, I'm not, <laughs> just I, kidding. <laughs> tell me about tell me about a meal that you had recently that you really like. Um, I had I had potato gnocchi. Oh, the other day that sounds super lovely. Very good. What kind of sauce? It was hot. Um, tomato. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was whatever came with it. You got anything? Um, yeah, I mean, we did have, we had a good HelloFresh last night. What was it? it? Pork chops and mashed sweet potatoes. Mm, It was good. That sounds great. I... How about you, Giga? Oh, um, I haven't eaten anything particularly good lately. (laughs) I I would... (laughs) I would love to have, um, so... I was tortured by my, by my parents, uh, by, because Uh we... Uh, my dad makes this this basil quesadilla, which is one of my favorite oh. things in the world. It is, it is this. I thought you were is, talking about like your no your childhood no, trauma. No, no, no. no, this isn't my childhood trauma. This is my adult trauma. My dad used to put me in a rat cage. No, it's just my dad sent me a picture of a food that I really like, and I didn't have I it. See. But yeah, my dad makes these these grilled, and also they put you in a shark cage and lower you into the ocean. He makes these quesadillas With where some it's uh, it's. Um, uh, mozzarella, feta, and basil, uh, mm. and the grills mm. it, and it's like amazing. Um, I love basil. How do you guys feel about yeah. basil? It's I I I find I it to be basil. one of the most like simply enjoyable smells. When I was working in produce, um, 
I would just occasionally just like pick off a leaf from the ba- from the basil that we had and just <laughs> sniff it, just you know to just sniff jam it up your nose. So you it's can just smell like it it's like it's serotonin release for me. It's it's just like it makes me feel. It's a simple like little thing that makes me feel really happy, and I think that it's really valuable to give those things to yourself, especially if sure. Do you remember? You know what? Do I'm you remember gonna... when this podcast was first and foremost about beans? I do. I was trying to kind of go for <laughs> yes. beans there for a second, um, and I, I kind yes. of like doing these diversions because it lets it lets us kind of um, you know see level as humans uh, live in a world where we don't have to think about or just yeah. you know remind ourselves of what it's like to to you know to just be people. You know what this I'm going to get? What Victor doesn't understand is this. this... There are things worth living for. See, yeah, if, if right. Victor... Uh, Victor's like... Victor's like the kind of cool guy you knew in high school who turned into a tanky. Like... <laughs> um, like, I'm almost on board with Victor in this movie. Because it's like... Basically, we haven't talked about this a ton. You did call him a pedophile earlier. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's like... That's why I'm almost... <laughs> He's, he's, he's a guy who sucks ass, but he almost has good ideology, right? I just want you, before we get back into, before we get sidetracked and talk about uh, the character from this movie, um, I just want to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm going grocery shopping later, and I am going to get a little container of cherry tomatoes, a little container of mozzarella oh, pearls, you gonna, and a little Are you going to make a caprese salad in your mouth? You know I'm going to do it. Yeah. Little mini caprese salad. Anyway. Congratulations in advance. I don't know if Sungolds are in season yet, but highly recommend Sungold cherry tomatoes if they have them. Um, Might not be until later summer, though. Can I? But let me, let me, let me, let me me finish what I was saying, please. Okay. Yes. Um, And then Sam can blow our minds. So the, the ideology in this movie is, is weird. Um, The, so like Victor, is blackpilled essentially. He's uh, mm-hmm. like the project here, or at least the, what they use to get funding is they say we've ex- we're overexploiting our planet uh, and we will yep. destroy it. But with an entire different planet, uh, then if they, we have a whole different planet, then we can exploit that one instead and solve all of our problems for now. Um, of course, mm-hmm. we see later when the experiment is success that the actual driving force, what Doctor Storm actually Johnny. wants behind this project, is you know to to discover things, basically the other dimension as a test bed for the developmental conditions of life on Earth, uh, uh-huh. or just you know from scientific interest discovery. I um, I hate to disappoint you. Because I did watch a little ahead. Uh-huh. He literally just wants to be famous. Oh, okay. That, Ugh. I mean, whatever. <laughs> That's all he cares about. The, what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter. What I'm getting at is, nobody brings up the point, what if we didn't, what if we stopped doing the things here? What if we, yeah. what if we just, it, it's it's like, it's non, it's a non-starter. Like, oh, we could never mm-hmm. stop exploiting the resources mm-hmm. of our own planet. So we might as well just get more. And Victor's counterpoint yeah. to that is actually it's some sort of it, they don't deserve it. Like, like no, we should continue driving full speed into this brick he's wall. He's an accelerationist, basically. It's like, yeah, the, you know, the 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 fat cats are going to uh, exploit all the resources of this planet. So we should just not do this so that 
ours gets destroyed, which I guess is morally preferable to what Doctor um, to the to the goal port put forth by Doctor Storm, just because essentially colonizing another dimension uh-huh, is uh-huh. worse than our dim- our planet like life on our planet ending. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's just like, every time it comes up, I'm just like, it, uh, it's there no one, and that's such a, it's such a, like, a fucking science and technology thing. Like, this is how people actually do think. And that's what's frustrating to me about it. It's not, it's not unrealistic. The way that, Mm -hmm. like, this, the, the, addressing the problem, addressing the underlying issue that we know is there isn't offered as a solution. Sociological, alternatives are not considered as solutions it's you've got to find no. the new thing right right mm-hmm. um anyway we, uh that's that's my two cents on the um uh, on this and i i i think like i'm enjoying this movie a lot more than the other two because it gets me thinking about this stuff in a way that uh the fantastic four original was just like haha funny and Fantastic Four raises over, so he's like, ha-ha, kill me. Um, ha-ha wedding. Yeah, ha-ha wedding. There was no room to think about this stuff, because all you could think about was the wedding of but the But this century. is actually wedding putting forth, like, sci-fi stuff. It kind of reminds me of the way that I interacted with the Snyder Cut. Um, it's not good, but it's... Um, it's interesting. It's interesting, and it puts, like... It puts problems in my brain that I wish the movie had addressed, uh, but it, I, it still gets me thinking about them. Do I think that the intent of this movie, do I think that this movie belies any intent to elicit those problems, to say, to point at, you know, the, the sort of... Absolutely The not. people who are, you know, getting research funding in our world and are, are looking at these things? No. But, you know... uh it's still, it's still, I'm, I enjoy the fact that I get to have this conversation or soapbox. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I find the whole, like, what will we do if we find another world? Will we exploit it or uh, not? It's like a pretty well-trod question. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of basic sci-fi question, but I think yeah. it is like, it, it really belies the worldview of the creator. Uh, of mm. a work, whether or not that they think that a world, it, whether they want to describe it as a world that they think is possible, uh, like a utopian world where we move past, past the need for exploitation and can explore for the simple purpose of human discovery, or if they think that the legacy of colonialism and the human need to exploit the resources available to us to embedder our own lives um, at the expense of God knows how many others, uh, or, or like the existence itself is, mm-hmm. is a simple human inevitability and in that we are kind of a cancer on, on the world, uh, mm-hmm. that will grow out of control until, you know, we eat ourselves. Right. It is an interesting question that is not asked by the movie. No. But it was asked by you no. and... I, Imagine if we watched, I like, like smart and interesting movies on this. What, no. Kind of, no, thank okay, you. Yeah. Can I absolutely blow both your minds? Please. Yes. Franklin is a bad dad. Yeah. And here's why. Okay. Oh, I thought that was the whole thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he says, Johnny. Mm, yes, Papa? You are going <laughs> to come to work with me at the facility. Uh-huh. 
And Johnny's like, uh, you always talk to me like <laughs> I, I'm one of your students. I'm not Sue, et cetera, et cetera. Daddy, I hate the big talking refrigerator with arms. <laughs> there it's are no the houses in inside. <laughs> and Shout out Danny and Franklin says, well, look, I paid for that car. You're not getting it back until you earn it. And you're going to earn it working for me in the lab. And Johnny says, okay, but I won't wear a lab coat. And uh-huh. Frank says, but I'm not wearing hockey pads. Okay. And then they go to the lab and Johnny's not wearing a lab coat. Okay. That's really fucked up. He's just going to let him because step over him like that. That's your son, Franklin. Yeah. Like, be the man in your household. He is not, He is wearing open-toed shoes. <laughs> no goggles. No lab okay. coat. I see. Yes, yes. He's, 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 two, like, he's taking two ladders, deploying them, then laying a third ladder the across other. the two of them and walking mm-hmm. across it. Mm-hmm. He's using a forklift improperly. He's standing four feet from a hole in the ground. And look at him lifting that load. He's wearing two condoms. He's using his back. His back. He's going to throw it out and, you know, when he fills out that Sorry, worst Sam, place injury. Sorry, Sam, did you say he's using one. two condoms? What? And Johnny's like, here, I'll lift this by myself. And Franklin's like, hmm, that's supposed to be a team lift, but that's okay. I just want, I just think that any health class should show all the kids in it, like, that video of someone playing a trumpet with a condom on the end and seeing how big that fucking thing gets. <laughs> like, you, like, just put out of your mind any notion that one condom will not be enough these days. <laughs> the amount that people would, like, that condom companies would, would get sued if their condoms broke. Oh, yeah. Is, like, it still happens, but. Mm. Yes. Anyway, this is where Franklin yeah. meets Johnny. Or, uh, sorry. <laughs> what a oh, He's a really bad dad. <laughs> no. Uh, Johnny sees Victor and he's like, oh, welcome back to the lab, Adolf. And this is where we get his only time sounding vaguely European. Mm-hmm. I'm not German. Like, I, am, I keep telling you I am not German. I think, like, I wonder if he's doing an accent like it's the character doing an accent or this just was a divorce. Yeah. Uh, a direction for him. Um, I have to I assume like... there were just reshoots and his his accent changed every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but maybe retroactively, like, we, hate the, we hate the fake accent. Can you do a weird? I have to imagine that accent? everyone was super fucking tired of touching this movie by the by the time that they were get, <laughs> going to take reshoots. Uh, so but it wouldn't be a fantastic four movie without funny. a montage. So we get a mm-hmm. montage. They work on the teleporter. They start to look like they're getting along. They're like eating lunch together. And They're Sue, after many. the montage, she's like, you know, Johnny, it's been really fun working with you again. And he's like, well, I'm just here to get my car back. But yeah, it's been good seeing you again. There's, um, And again, I'm uh-huh. like, so he does like it. <laughs> he does, he's a, well, he he's a great us. fit for the lab. He has a great time working watching, here. He likes his sister. Watching movies in the way that we do has, like, hurt me. Um, okay. In, in yeah, the way that, too. like, and I do think that... that Acts should be divided into, into you know, micro-act structures and that there should be, like, you know, um, there should be tension within each piece of uh-huh. a, of a story. Uh, uh-huh. But I, I was, like, constantly thinking about everything's going too well. Uh, <laughs> needs to, and I think that there could be more tension in this. But also they need to get to the part where they're the Fantastic Four. And I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're a third and of the I, way I into the movie, that... and they're not fantastic yet. 
I, I felt like this part was running a little long, so I didn't want to keep going. Mm-hmm. But I, I assume that they will become the Fantastic Four. Yeah, very I would. I would have if it, if it were me dividing the movie up. Which I guess it's only not because the only reason I'm not is because I don't watch it before you. Just a question of initiative. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, I mean, I was I was out, you know, partying also- late late at night at David Buster's last night, so. Um, the movie's also 90 minutes, so, like, dividing it into three, this but yeah, is yeah, like, the first act, I assume, would end. It's 100? Okay. Would end when they it's so, it's so, so, so close to 100, it's literally two seconds short of being 100 minutes long, oh. that you just know that there was a person at the studio who was like, we need to cut this fucking thing down to 100 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to say in the montage, um, Sue is using a Dremel tool, which I also have. Yeah, so I I'm a bit of a scientist myself. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's, uh, well, let me, <laughs> I've Uh-oh. got one right here. What do you use it um, for? It sounds like this. Yeah. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a little rotary tool. Mm-hmm. It's used to make that very you can... small, uh, trenches and cuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah, you can, you can sand stuff. You can buff things. Mm-hmm. You can carve out little engravings. You can, yeah. You know, I borrowed one from a friend one time to do a model kit customization. Um, yeah, hmm. I used mine last night uh-huh. to um, cut a hole in some balsa wood. Oh, okay. You're doing like woodworking? Um, not really, but I'm. I have a just tissue- wood hurting. <laughs> wood hurting. Yeah. Um, I have a tissue box cover that looks like a little house okay and my dad when he gave me the dremel also gave me like as a christmas gift also gave me um some like little balsa wood uh just like pieces for crafts um okay and some of them have little shingle like a shingle look on it so i was like i'm gonna make these shingles into the roof of my little tissue box house yeah so i have to i had to cut a hole out for the chimney to fit it on there i had to make so you just wanted to brag about being a genius scientist like sue Yes, I did. I um, <laughs> yes, I did. Someone was getting rid of their. Um, it's like the same model. She has the same one as me. So a lot of the time, um, when there's uh, when my like people who live in my apartment complex are um, like moving out and they can't mm-hmm. get something rid of something on Craigslist or whatever mm-hmm. in, in time, they'll just move it out and put it by the dumpster so that the uh huh apartment has to call a special pickup to go get it oh, or, but <laughs> yeah. also because make it someone else's problem yeah but also because someone else might want it um mm-hmm. and i i gotten I've, I've seen some some fun stuff out there the only thing i've ever taken back though is a uh well we've taken a couple things back we took a giant stuffed dog that's like huge uh amazing it's currently living in our closet we need to stitch up the face of it because there's a big tear in its face uh, but mm. besides that, it's very cute. When you say stuffed dog, do you no, mean a dog? No, that not has a real one. Not a real one. Okay, like a stuffed animal. It's not a taxidermy. No. <laughs> okay. I oh would God. absolutely take a taxidermy dog. Also, um, n- no, I. Um, it's not. But I don't live in scrubs, unfortunately. I. Uh, <laughs> we all wish we lived in. Scrubs. And then a couple weeks ago, there was a ton of stuff out there. There was a washing machine out there. But what I oh took was, Jesus. I just took a workbench that was out there. So it's like, you know, these things what? are expensive. And if I ever need a, a like a shop saw, uh, mm-hmm. then I'll have something to mount it, mount it on. And I would, <laughs> I would like to get into like 
once I have like a stable job or something, I think that like handicraft would be a nice thing to like invest money into. Like get it's, a get an angle yeah. grinder, get a get some kind of like like a bandsaw or something, and it feels so and good. Start making things. That would be that's mm-hmm. it, it seems fun. Yeah. The problem is you have to be kind of you kind of have to be like a homeowner or something. Yeah, like you have you to have, have, a, to garage have a garage or like I mean like uh I, I do it on the porch, which is like not really the garage. Yeah, the, um, the place I'm staying at currently has a um so they're converted condos. So it's basically a townhouse that that mm-hmm. so we have a garage under the mm-hmm. under the living room which we can keep stuff in, but like I wouldn't be able to And like, what street is it on? Oh it's What's on, the number um, and what street is it on? <laughs> Number fifty-two C. I can tell you that. Ooh, um, I'm on my way. <laughs> Please come over. So, Sam lives <laughs> on the same coast as you. This you is the part it. where uh, uh, Reed sends the text to Ben and says, "Couldn't have done it without you, buddy." And Ben looks very touched, which is nice. Uh, yeah. Reed. Oh man, do you want to see some fucking sparks fly? Oh yeah, this was so I was fucking brick the fuck up, dude. I was so hard for this romance. Reed Reed is asleep at his desk and Sue like flicks him on the ear to wake him up and they like start talking about how hard they've been working blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Reed says, "Oh, did Franklin adopt you?" and she says, "Yeah." And he says, "I wish I was adopted," which is interesting. Yeah, thing not to an say. okay say the thing to say Don't to an orphan. Don't say that to somebody. Um, yeah. And she says, "Yeah, I was born in Kosovo." Is that is that where she said? Yeah, she said Kosovo. And then he uh, said Kosovo also. And then, <laughs> he does that when people answer his questions. He just says And he says, uh, "Oh, you don't have an accent." And she says, Oh, don't I? Ah, 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 ah. That's what Serbians sound like. What can I say? And Victor's watching in the background like, hey, that's not what I sound like. I sound like I'm from New York sometimes a little bit. But yeah, the chemistry is unbelievable. A Balkan state? I mean, probably, right? Yeah, why not? Uh, So Victor gets pissed off because he wants to fuck Sue. So he calls Reed over and he's like, hey, man, you're being unprofessional in it. Uh, and Reed says, no, we're not being unprofessional. The work is done. We finished it. Want to see? And they, like, start up the machine, and Reed excuses himself to go get some sleep. And Victor, uh, he looks at the machine, and he looks at Sue, and we get a close-up on his face, making some expression. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What does he think of this? Listen, it's parallel. Couldn't tell ya. This shot tells us we know he has eyes. It's parallels to Fantastic so the board guys come to see the machine and uh harvey is the name of the guy who like really hates victor and he and victor glare at each other they put a cgi chimp into the machine to murder yeah, it's caesar it. from, this is crazy it's caesar from this is their from planet of the apes yeah i i have to assume they put plants through before right because they called it the organic matter test. Surely you would not start with chimps. They go and they get the kid who Reed teleported his plane for earlier. Right, also, like, like I, uh, chimps aren't the best model organism for humans. Like, they're very similar, but I think it would be better to send, like, a a cow. Uh, though, maybe... Wouldn't fit in the yeah, pod. wouldn't fit in the pod. Should have made a cow. I mean, a mouse would fit in the pod. Yeah. Maybe a squirrel. You know? An axolotl. Axolotl. Oh, the, okay. Or, you know, like anything else besides a chimp. I just don't like seeing Some the plants. chimp's, like, scared little face on the monitor. And, like, I 
no. Nobody. He's so stressed out. I'm no, I'm no great ally to chimps, you know. I'm. <laughs> I've never done anything for the chimp community. No, I, I, I don't particularly like them. Um, but I didn't like seeing this scared CGI animal just kind of wiggling around inside of the, the thing. I do not. The like good it. news is it does come back safe and sound, and they it's totally normal. They teleport him, and then when they're like, when he's over in the other dimension, they're like, "Oh yeah, the vitals are like basically fine. Mm-hmm. The temperature is a little high, and like his heartbeat is he's really growing fast. more eyes every second." <laughs> but other than that, it's just like, yeah, this chimp is stressed out, but it's so success. Otherwise, yeah, it's good. It's great. So they, yeah, they bring it back. It's totally so it fine. Back, Everyone's totally fine. losing their shit. They're cheering and clapping and, and everything. And he does not explode. Like it. And I thought there would be a delayed reaction type thing, but no. Reed, Victor, and Johnny, and maybe Sue. It was. It's a little unclear if Sue thinks that she's going. And mm. there's a. Re- I, I guess the reason I'm saying that is based on the little bit I watched ahead. But uh, the the point is, the people who worked on the machine are like, "All right, now it's our turn." And Harvey comes down, and he's like. That was so great, incredible work. We're going to take this to NASA, and they can get started working on sending people through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, what are you talking about? We're going to go through it. And they're like, I'm sorry, you think that we're going to send a bunch of teenagers (laughs) through the dimensional rift? Also, why would the people working on the machine be the people that go through the portal? That was such a weird thing to begin with. Like, like Reed was right to be in disbelief when it, like, when, uh... When Dr. Storm yeah. was first like, hey, you're, we're putting you through, and us? Right, like, I I hate to side with the, the board members, but, like, no, they should absolutely not be sending no, teenagers no. through the machine. Victor Von Doom is, like, super offended by this, mm-hmm. too. And he's like, oh, why don't you get the CIA in there? Then they can waterboard people or whatever. This um, is what's weird, because, like, I, I'm not against the teenagers being mad that they don't get to use it, that's totally fine and makes sense for the movie. Mm -hmm. The thing that really weirded me out here is when Franklin is like, don't worry, you guys, I'm not going to let this go. I'm like, really? (laughs) You're not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why do you want them to go through it? One of them is your son, and one of them is your daughter. Are you sure? I think we're going to end up with a... Um, a similar situation to the comic books where they sneak in and steal the fucking teleporter. I yeah, mean, and this is the part where Victor says, "Like, why don't you just waterboard us?" It Warder seems board. it 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 makes it sound like Victor's opposition to this is purely that it's a governmental agency. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a libertarian. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what I I'm, too. again, I'm I'm getting ahead of what we watched, but we will find out next time that he's literally just like, "No, I want to do it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be I me. Mean, sure, uh, but. <laughs> I mean, he did. Yeah, the the last thing we see here, preventing is... me from doing it, is exactly the same as bringing the CIA. Exactly. In. The last thing we see here, because I couldn't find a really particularly good point to cut it, but Victor's like, "Well, let's all get drunk." And Reed says, "Nuh-uh," and you're never going to believe what happens next time. You might, no oh, spoilers. A little alcohol. No spoilers, though. <laughs> so that's where we're stopping this week. I hope he doesn't break out. Wahoo! You know, I'm kind of. I have to say, yeah, I, talking about this movie, I like this movie more than yeah, Silver Surfer. I've got to say, of the two movies we're currently watching, I'm enjoying this one more. I definitely like it more than Blade Trinity. I felt nothing. This movie's fine. I kind of. Well, felt this nothing. is this is again. I, I've said this before. This is the closest we've come to watching an MCU movie, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and this is basically how I feel about the MCU. Is it's like. 
The movies are largely functional, not entirely. You can feel the fingerprints of the business all over it, mm-hmm. and they're just nothing. This has a largely. bit of this has a bit of gunge on it that the like MCU stuff doesn't though. You know what this movie needed that the I feel like the other movies have mm-hmm. a badass soundtrack. Uh, maybe, like imagine maybe when we'll Johnny was the movie racing. Hasn't really started yet. No, but imagine if Johnny, while Johnny was racing, was like speed racing. It was playing. It was just like, you know, some rock and roll guitar soundtrack. There is. What do we got on here? Um, Oh, it's just the it's just the score. Before we depart, there is not a cool soundtrack for this movie, but you know what there is? What a Denny's tie-in menu. (laughs) 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 Apparently, there not to not to move away from that, but I will say very briefly. Apparently. The there is one original song for this movie. Uh, it is called "Another Body" by LP. Another body? Yes. Okay. They did. They did get LP for the soundtrack. All right. I don't know who that is. Slammed four stick. From, Brace yourself from the jewels. and your taste buds for the delicious new menu inspired by the Fantastic Four. Can I? There's, can I see this? Can you link? Yeah, it? Yeah, let me. I'll, There's I'll four it. menu items, right? Yeah. Can we like? Uh, well, there's learn about this one each. There's episode. more. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Or maybe two. Well, isn't it? Like, yeah, can there's, split there's them more up? than <laughs> slammed four slammed stick. Four stick. <laughs> um, slammed, slammed four stick. Slammed four stick. It's a transformational experience, and it's only at America's oh, Dining. Yeah, don't look yeah, at it. I don't want to say what look, the top look right one is if we're gonna. Well, okay, here we go. Ah! So how how's about for the first one, because we've run long this week, let's learn about the human torch. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want this me to do this it? This one's, yeah, pretty straightforward. Exactly yeah, okay. What you would think. New human torch skillet. A hearty breakfast sausage with seasoned red skin potatoes, sautéed mushrooms, fire-roasted bell peppers and onions, jalapenos, and freshly made pico de gallo served on a sizzling hot skillet. Talk with our new spicy five pepper sauce, pepper jack queso, and two eggs, cooked to order. Calories nine hundred fifty yeah, through eleven thirty, eight ninety nine. Um, it doesn't look bad. I'll no. just say right now, I don't want to. I will. We'll let the suspense build over these weeks for what the other. Ones I mean, the are. next one's going to be the only one that I think looks good. The next one's going to have a word, uh, two, two very, uh, two very important words that I, I am looking forward to hearing said out loud. <laughs> is that is that the the thing one or the it's the thing uh, one Fantastic Four one? There's no Mister Fantastic one, by the way, which is weird. Yeah, it's the thing one. Okay, well, I, I haven't read I it, mean, I'm just looking at the picture and I don't like it's, it. I can't wait until you're reading the paragraph. Um, the, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what would... Oh, I just read it! <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna read it, I'm not reading it. What would it. you, like, put in, what would you put in, in, like, a fan, Mr. Fan, what, what meal would, would embody Mr. Fantastic? Like, maybe just a plate full of Laffy Taffy, or... <laughs> yeah, I was yes. gonna say, yeah, a, just Taffy. A, like, mozzarella sticks! Yeah, melted mozzarella sticks. Oh, that yeah. would be good, the Mr. Yeah. Fantastic mozzarella sticks. Yeah, stretch out that cheese. I mean, Miles Teller basically looks like a mozzarella stick anyway. It's not nice to him. <laughs> he looks like a cheese stick. It's not nice Non-breaded. to him. He's a, he's a very handsome little boy. We didn't say that cheese sticks aren't handsome. Look, I... Oh, that you want to fuck the cheese heads guy? Mozzarella sticks are... I am not saying that. He's on a skateboard. Sam is saying that, apparently. 
I was like, damn, Miles Teller looks like a mozzarella stick. Mm. <laughs> like saying he looks like a snack, but like more specific. <laughs> yeah, a very specific He looks snack. like an appetizer. Damn, Michael B. Jordan looking like Yo Player right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Should we wrap yeah, this up? Yeah, so to wrap this up yes. this week, um, I'm, I've been Gigalithic. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Gigalithic. You can find me in, in, the, in the cave by the Dead Sea. Um, I'm apocryphal. Okay. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm Sam. You can find me on co-host at Positive Stress on Sound Spotlight. We're just about to get into the really good shit at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 mm-hmm. on Doctor Huh. We watched the name of the Doctor, uh, final finale, whatever, Matt Smith, but not the one where he dies. And next week we're going to be watching The Idiot's Lantern, which I'm told is very timely because it's a coronation episode. Oh, hey, they're going to put them on the fucking stupid stone that they wheel out from Scotland where they stole it from. I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub. Buh. The second B stands for B, like in Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Whatever the B stands for, that's what it stands for. Whatever what that B stands well, for. I'm going to find out. The second B stands for B. Worstone Noise Space Out XYZ, the podcast Woo-hoo. network with lots of other podcasts. I yes. think there's a new Kamarocha radio Bakari. about Yakuza. Ooh. What? Bakari. Michael Bakari Jordan. That. Well, that's what his B stands for. My B stands for the B in the middle of the I mean, assumedly he would be my regular Michael Jordan, uh, but Michael Michael Jordan's probably already in the Screen Actors Guild at that point. Yeah. He was in Space Jam. Yeah. Yep. Because he was in Space Jam. Well, yeah. Uh, other podcasts on Noise Space. What are they? Did we say that Fear Baiting's coming back? It is. There should be a. Ooh, there should be a with Blair and Sarah. Maybe I should do a, a, a podcast about The Wire. Now that I'm thinking about Michael B. Jordan. Hmm. He's do whatever you want. He's a little, there's lots he's of a podcasts. There's lots of podcasts. Have you watched The Wire? Noisespace.xyz. No. Oh, it's um, so good. So if you want to listen to more of them, you can, and they're right there. And they're free. Thank you. And, and supported by listeners like you. The David Thank S. Goyer you. Foundation. And, and like we say at the end of every episode about Fantforstic, Haforv for Grafort Deforia. Hey, you didn't intro this episode. What? But, okay. Grafort for What the fuck did you say? What? Have a great day. Haforvd. <laughs> <laughs> For <laughs> Grafort DeFore. Yeah, I'm not I'm not said. I'm not doing that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.